As an American, there is no greater privilege and responsibility than choosing who will represent you and your family to determine the course of history, your lives, the economy, your health, your safety. On November 3rd, please choose to vote. To vote early, or if you need an absentee or mail-in ballot, please visit vote.org. Your future self thanks you. This is Mouth Media Network, the business of being heard. If anyone's face should be on Mount Rushmore, it's Tina Fey. I mean, seriously, have you seen 30 Rock? What sitcom did Roosevelt ever write? Yeah. Thought so. This is Funny People Talking. Hey, I'm Mercy Bell. I'm a folk musician, and I would rather be sober during a pandemic than listen to funny people talking. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Funny People Talking. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Rico, and with me, of course, directly in front of me, because I am staring at a computer screen. It is the lovely, the talented, the incomparable Dresden Engel. Hey, Dres. Hey, hey, hey. I'm so excited to be here. I know. I'm excited that you're here, too. Uh, how are things in Rachacha, as we call Rochester, New York, where <laughs> Dresden is located? I am in the fabulous Rachacha, Rochester, photo city, where mass photography started, xerography started, all the ographies started. And, <laughs> and Rochester, I'm sure you know this, was just voted an all-American city. It One, was. Only the third time yeah. in the last century, I believe, that or ever, or maybe. So that's pretty cool. Anyway, uh, good to see you. And, of course, also with us, coming from her uh, dark and dank apartment, apparently, our producer, Elsie. Hey, Elsie. Hey. Um, yeah. Yeah, why does it look so dark and dim in your apartment? Because I like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. And also joining us, I got to tell you, I'm so excited. I have not seen this this uh, really dynamic person for over a decade, <laughs> but I have watched from afar as her star has grown brighter and brighter mm -hmm. and with good reason. She calls herself a folk singer. I think it's fair to say she's also in the country scene, but capable of a lot more than that because I've heard other kinds of music coming from her. And she is a rising musician who's even been featured in Rolling Stone. How exciting a day that must have been. We'll definitely talk about that. And her name, as it should be, is Mercy Bell. I don't know why it should be Mercy, but it just seems to fit. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Sorry I was a little late. I was in my kitchen and I ran all the way to my bedroom to log on. Well, so. it's all right. <laughs> we'll show you some mercy. Ah, you see what I did there? Oh, I God, I got it out of the way. I'm so sorry, Mercy. But It's fine. It's um, fine. Because, you know, first time for that joke. Anyway, all kidding aside, seriously. Uh, really welcome to the show. It's really nice to see you. You, you too. Look great. You honestly look literally the exact same as the last time I saw you sort of quote live unquote like over a decade ago. <laughs> you do not look a day older, I have to tell you. A healthy dose of depression keeps you young, I think. So. Is that what it is? Your face is just nice and rela relaxed. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Note to self, have my husband smack me around a little when I get home. And so uh, he smacks you and you're like, oh, thanks, sweetie. No, you're I want to get depressed because the retinol isn't working. Well, you know, they say, you know, if you smile too much, you get wrinkles, right? So Okay, it's like, okay. Yeah. Elsie's secret comes out. Yeah. just Elsie's oh. youthful, yeah. younger-looking Kara Sedgwick look about her. What most people oh, don't know is, is that Elsie's actually 103 years old, so... <laughs> Not true. Not true. <laughs> Sorry, Elsie. I'm just talking about your wisdom. Yeah. I think I know who Elsie's favorite is right now, but continuing I on. I think it's with probably Mercy. Brilliant. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Anyway, we've got a wonderful show ahead. We're going to have another great celebrity moment from Dresden, most likely. I guess I'm assuming that. Uh, we yeah. didn't really talk about it in advance. Another Yum or Yuck installment from Elsie. And we're going to play a really fun musical improv game. Uh, that we made up on the show. And uh, of course, we're going to find out all about Mercy Bell. And maybe. Exciting. Yes, it is. <laughs> and maybe, ju just, just maybe, 
Maybe she'll break up that guitar and sing us a little ditty if we are so lucky. And that's all coming up. But first, I do have a question for you, Dresden. Yes, sir. I noticed a sparkling sequin-covered kazoo around your neck on a on a chain. And it's funny because even though you're a very musical person, I never really thought of you as the kazoo type. And I'm not going to ask you to play it. But I'm curious why you have an actual sequined kazoo on a chain around your neck. Well, you saw Sound of Music, right? Of course. Oh. And how the father had the whistle calls for everybody. <laughs> yeah. It is the only way I can keep my pool boys and my cabana boys in line. Oh, with a sequined. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So in other words, the kazoo is for them. The sequins are just for you. Yeah, it's called the Cougar Kazoo. Cougar Kazoo. Everybody's got their own whistle. All right. I will send you one, Dolly. You want ruby slippers like Dorothy? I got you. Please. Yes. Please. I I see this as bona fide merch for the show going forward. (laughs) The Cougar Kazoo. Yes. I'm going to go to Michael's right after this. I think we should do it in partnership with Mrs. Kasha Davis. You have no idea how much so. How perfect that would be. Yes. Phone call later. All right. So I guess I'm satisfied with your answer, Dresden. That was was perfect. I know. I'll tell you. All right. So time to start the show. I'm thinking, Dres, why don't you tell me to start the show? Mark, my love. Yes, my dear. We have brilliance in our guest star today. We do. Let's get the show started. Okay. From the Mouth Media Network studios in New York City, this is Funny People Talking with Mark Rago, Dresden Engel, and Elsie. Funny people, everybody. We are very, 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 very happy that you are here. Uh, It means so much to us. Before we get on with the show proper, it's time to get a little housekeeping out of the way. Very important, critical housekeeping. That is our appeal to Tina Fey. Mercy, just to give you some context, every show we... Pray to the comedy gods that someday the great and powerful Tina Fey will join us on the show in some way, fashion, or form. And uh, we're going to say a little prayer right now. If you feel that you want to join in, uh, we love that. Uh, Great. And I'm not being sacrilegious crossing myself. That's a T for Tina. Okay. Oh, I love that. Bada bing. Do I need to light light a votive candle? If you feel it will help, it's totally up to you. Um, It is, of course, an audio podcast, but... uh, Oh, well, you know. No, I love the the exuberance. Just what what scent would it be so we can feel it? I think Tina Fey, I feel like that smells like pizza, Rockefeller Center, right? Oh, I love that. We now have a scratch and sniff podcast. (laughs) Thanks to Mercy. More merch. The Tina Fey Peace and Rockefeller <laughs> voted candle up a thousand percent. Would you like yes. new car or Tina Fey Pizza Rockefeller <laughs> Center smell? Do you know what's funny? I mean, Th- that is legitimately a joke she would write too. Sorry, Mercy. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, who needs this essential oil of pepperoni? <laughs> I actually thought that was. <laughs> That is an essential oil. I just <laughs> Mercy's funny. Fat, fat girls, yes. Fat, fat girls everywhere, including me, are googling right now. You know, I actually bought my wife a bacon, a bacon perfume, bacon scented perfume, and I must say, honestly, it actually smelled very nice. It was oh man, it wow, blended with uh, flesh somehow. That's Quite very much. carnivorous of you, Mark. Oh, it, was, it was. I know. Yes, I know. meow. All right, so... Uh, Does that make a cast iron pan like a essential oil diffuser? Is that what that is? You're like cooking bacon on it? Well, oh, that's really good. It is now. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you can have tiny little cast iron pans with am one I, slice of pepperoni in it. Am I the only one seeing it. Mercy with her own show on QVC? Oh, right about now? <laughs> Because she is the merch goddess. I know. I try, I, I try. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, Oh, we got to pray. We got to pray. pray. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got to pray. Oh, Tina Fey, please come on our show. Yeah. Comedy guys, we um, love you. Please send the vibes this way. Tina Fey, to the comedy guys, we love you. Come on the show. You are the best. Anything we'll do. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Tina, just please. 
Chelsea oh. sounds like my mom when she does the rosary before mass. <laughs> you just hear this mumble. You don't know what she's saying. She's counting the beads. Know what's happening. <laughs> that was intense. All right. So thank you very much. All right. Before we uh, get on with more of the show, I, 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 I really... I feel the need. I don't normally steer content, meaning like I want your celebrity moment to be what you come up with, Drez. But but off mic, you alluded to a particular – we were talking about uh, breasts, to be honest with you. Love I'm that. sorry? We were talking, I love breasts. We were talking about breasticles, and you had mentioned a celebrity story that had to do with breasts or breast size or – Paul Simon. So, do you remember? Well, I, it involved a man. It involved a man. So so, they weren't that large. Is it the same story we're thinking I of? I think so. And now it's time for Dresden Moments. So some people around my age group, you know, or in reruns, watched a family show called The Brady Bunch. Yes. Yes, and and there were different characters, and, you know, maybe the... Like, my sister wouldn't even let my mother put the curlers in her hair because she didn't want Greg to see her. <laughs> so, fast forward, I'm now a comedian, I have a sketch comedy troupe, and Barry Williams, a.k.a. Greg Brady, that's how he bills himself, the real Greg Brady, great guy, comes and does several shows with us and is a guest star. And in one scene, he plays my boyfriend, Pedro. 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 So every show, as we're getting nearer to the end of the run, he's like, you know, I think Pedro's nipples are going to be itchy tonight. I go, oh, are they? <laughs> okay. So he threw me that show. So the very next day was our last show. And I said to him, do you think you can get lipstick out of that shirt? So I had him scared before he went on stage. And the character was, I played Marina Kaboom. And I had a craft club, but I said, Karaf. So we drank out of the carafe while we made the carafes. And so I pull out of my bag of tricks a can of whipped cream. And Pedro and I are just bantering. And I'm like, go meet me in the camper, okay? I squirt whipped cream all over Greg Brady's chest. And I lick it off his nipples (laughs) in front of a full audience. Because my sister, not a very nice person, was in the front row. And I did it to mortify her. And scene. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Dresden Engel. <laughs> I mean, is that bucket list stuff or what? It really, right? it really is. Who else here uh, on the podcast has licked whipped cream off Greg Brady's nipples? Raise your hand. I am not, not raising me. my See, hand. No. No. No, 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 no. And so he'll never forget me. He's, you know, played opposite many actresses in his day, but... I have a superlative, and I'm so proud. Mercy, have you ever licked yes. uh, whipped cream off of Greg Brady's uh, nipples? You know what? I don't think I've ever licked whipped cream off of anybody's nipples. So oh, Mercy, girl, we got to chat offline, girl. Girl, we got to talk. You know, you're, uh... I'll tell you about fudgesicles, too. But Ooh. moving on. Your national tour-based <laughs> hotel room shenanigans that are ahead of you as your career grows will definitely yeah. involve... Whipped cream nipple licking for sure. So every every mini fridge in every hotel is going to have to have. Is that, that, that going to be one of your contract. one of your your celebrity demands? Is you must have whipped cream <laughs> just in case yes. just yes. in case this is yes. the day. I don't know yeah. what day it's going to be, but I want it there. But I think yeah, one of the things about being a queer woman is a lot of girls are like dairy free. So I'm going to have to look and see if there's like an almond milk. <laughs> So maybe <laughs> you will be you will officially go down on his industry as the craziest rider ever. Like forget the you know the room temperature Perry and the green M and M's, almond, almond milk, milk, whipped cream, whipped cream, yeah, and my mini fridge. Yeah, oh my God, that's the greatest. Every day, just in case I'm single. Just in case, oh yes. God. Oh my god. Elsie, is that what you were saying, Elsie, when we were laughing too hard that this is her goes in her performer rider? Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> you could come out with your own line of almond milk whipped cream just called like Have Mercy. 
you know, oh uh, whipped cream and yeah. all that, right? So, well, I, yeah. that wasn't that creative. It, it didn't even burst, you know. I, no, I like to, well, she's got a whole QVC. It's show really, it is, now. it's specifically food merch. That's right. Have you yes. noticed? Yes. Yeah. Oh, this oh, is going to work out perfectly with Elsie's stuff later. Exactly. Yes. So, all right, well, thank you for that, Drez. That was awesome. Well, I guess, <laughs> I guess speaking of food, maybe we should just get right into Yum or Yuck, which is Elsie's yeah. uh, oh. feature where right. she finds food from all over the world. And we, I guess we basically watch her eat it. And uh, she tells us what oh, she wow. thinks. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that's it, the part that and then she, about pandemic is you guys don't get to share. I know. Which to oh, me is anticlimactic. Oh. But. but you smell it. You describe yes. it. You yes. get excited about the packaging. And, I feel like I'm there with you in your dark And then room. she will rate it Ooh. on a scale of chickens. <laughs> Yeah. This is the most traveling any of us have done. So, all right, Elsie, what do you got for yum or yum? She's bacon, she's cantankerous, and her cat's in a jazz She's the producer, it's Elsie. Today I have Moore's Sauces by Leslie. It's called Simply Fresh Horseradish Sauce. It says, she's hot, he's spicy. Ooh. Oh, that's good. So. Packaging, packaging. Ooh. Wait, oh, what am I doing here? Okay. I don't know. Okay, that's good. Good uh, enough. Can you see it? Yeah, see it. It looks... That does not look like a label that coincides with, he's hot, she's no, spicy. No, that kind of looks like she's mediocre and he's kind of hanging out. Like this, it's a... Or off-brand off talent. Yeah. <laughs> off so um, I, I have a tortilla <laughs> chips to put it on because I, I, was, I was like, I don't know what to put this on. I'm not making a, like a meal or something. Yeah, oh yeah, we were to stick your finger in By it. By the way, so. off-brand Hellman's is Heckman's. <laughs> I'm going to put it on a chip. No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's this. I hate Miracle Whip. Right? No. <laughs> so right. It's like margarine. Why? Whoa. So yeah, it's, ho- it's, it's horsey. horsey. Oh, you're very horsey. Oh. Uh-huh. Upon right. your first sniff, it's, it's horsey. It's not made with real yeah, horses, yeah. is it? If you like horseradish, I'm guessing that this I is going to be good. All right. Oh, Shiza. Isn't, isn't white wasabi horseradish? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I love I love horseradish. I mean, do you right. guys know what horseradish is? So I put it it's on a ground chip. up roots. So anyway. what do you got it on a cracker? Yeah. Oh, I, I juice horseradish. And Ooh. I just want to tell you if you ever do it. No, I'm not. No, listen. I'm actually going to talk to you guys about something for once. It was your verb. It's, it my, was your verb. I, it's my idea instead of Mark trying to force me to say something. So, um. Wow. So, wow. um. <laughs> All I got to say is that I make this uh, fire cider, which is really good if you're sick. And um, one of the ingredients that I juice is the horseradish. And if you ever do that, you got to wear goggles and a face mask. Really? Don't die. Yeah. It's so, it's so potent. (laughs) Your eyes will water and you'll feel like you're strangling. Oh my God. Yeah. No joke. I learned the hard way. Hey, if you're into that. All right. So, you know, you can see I have some on my chip. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to eat it now. One, two, three, go. Oh, bless you. Okay. Satisfying crunch. Oh, oh man. Crunch. Yeah. This is okay. good. This is so, good. Oh, what, what is it? What, give us a sense of the taste of the... Oh, it's horseradish. Definite. Like, lover of horseradish, yeah. You can get this. This was sent to me. I think that it says... It's hard to see. It's really tiny. But anyway, it's good for seafood, um, tofu, meat. Whatever, pork, beef, put it on whatever, put it on a tortilla. It's good. I know I've been rating a lot of perfect scores lately, but um, yeah. I do give this seventy-two chickens out of seventy-two. Wow, I'll drink it. And yeah. why, Elsie? Why is it so strong? Like, why is it so great? The blend. It's not like uh, I was worried it was going to be like super mayonnaise kind of a thing because it's kind of that. But it's made. Oh, here we go. Horseradish vinegar. There is mayonnaise in it, so if you don't like that, or if you're vegan, obviously you can't have this. And then, you know, the usual spices, because they don't want you to steal their recipe. Yeah, it's just delicious. It's like, uh, oh, I know. What is it? Uh, Arby's or something has some horseradish sauce or something? Oh, a horsey sauce. Yeah, so multiply that by, like, a lot, and you'll have this. This is way better. Did you say one of the ingredients in the horseradish sauce was horseradish? Yes. Thought I did. <laughs> that that seems. That but you seem know like... how a lot of people put fake or out of or horseradish flavoring, you know, like you buy Got a drink it. and it says raspberry oh, smoothie, and they'll go raspberry flavoring. What you know? What is that? Okay. Red dye number blah blah. So anyway, yes, it's a yum. 
and now move on. I'm not talking to you anymore. Okay, fair enough. We're going to take a quick break, and right after this, it's an improv game, and then it's all about Mercy Bell. Yeah. Yeah. Look, did you see those guns? Yeah, those are like legit guns. We'll be right back. (sighs) Person, woman, man, camera, TV. Microphone, podcast. Comedy, improv, interview, food, chickens, circus clowns. Why me? That ought to do it. This is Funny People Talking. Okay, everybody. Uh, We needed a break so we could just plot a little bit about Mercy's biceps or guns yeah, she has. Yeah, like, legit, do you have like a like a full out dedicated workout routine and, yeah and is I that do. something that you adopted once fabulous. you once you kind of started to see yourself going at another level with your career yes. or has that always been a part of you it was honestly to be actually i was like suffering from really bad depression and my psychiatrist at the time who was actually really terrible was like you just need to work out more so i started doing that and now i have a better psychiatrist who put me on actual medicine that works and not just like doing a hack job but the exercising did help and i kind of got hooked onto it and it was one of the only things he told me to do that was helpful for me so good oh yeah that is yeah. often true the the exercise yeah. really does help yeah and now awesome. i have a better psychiatrist who actually de- like <laughs> gave me better medication but it's like once you start working out it's like this actually made me feel better so <laughs> yeah was your first psychiatrist a, a former personal trainer maybe or you know <laughs> he was like dr spachemin from 30 fay 30 fay 30 rock 30, <laughs> 30 rock yeah i got you, it got you've it. gotten in her head yeah, now. Yeah. she's, know, she's so, still praying wrong. for us yeah, i know yeah. exactly as she should another benefit of working out i'm yes. keeping track someday i'll be convinced <laughs> to do it but going on <laughs> I'm sorry, COVID killed mama, you know, COVID, COVID, oh, yeah, I, know. I gained the COVID-19, Mercy. Oh, yeah. okay. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, I understand. I found the other uh, 11 from your, uh, from your COVID-30, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, it's time for an improv game, and this is one we've made up on our own show. It's called Mish Mosh Mix. And now, an improvisational comedy game. The idea is that uh, each of us are given three words by somebody else, and we must make up a song on the spot and sing it that must use those three words in a productive way and integrate it into the song in some way. Bonus points for rhyming and a good melody, but uh, you got to just at least use the three words to qualify and get across the finish line. So in order to demonstrate, I happen to know that Elsie is very good at this. And so Ah. um, I'm going to start out and maybe we can start out. Mercy, maybe I put you on a spot and give Elsie three words, (sighs) any words. They could be any words. They don't have to be related. And Elsie must make up a song using those three words. Okay. Let's see. Portal, slime, and squidge oh portal slime and squidge and what style of music should elsie uh do her song in i want it to be 90s country so uh fairly unspecific excellent thank you uh elsie 90s (laughs) 90s country whatever you can do with that I actually don't know the difference between 90s country and 2020 country, to be honest with you. So that's my own ignorance. Portal, slime, and squidge are your words. Take it away when you're ready. I went through the time portal, and I was trying to avoid the slime. I was going through outer space, hoping to find you, make you mine. Then out of nowhere came an alien dude. He was Trying to wash my window with a squidge. <laughs> down, 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 down. Oh, got it. So sort of 90s goth country, basically. Love it. Well, <laughs> I was trying to channel like uh, Hell Ketchum or something, you know. 
but very I don't, good, excellent, I'm not a very good, Elsie. Nice job, take right, it away. Elsie, Thank you very nice much. Nice job, nice job. All right, uh, our illustrious Dresden Angle. Why don't you go next? And Elsie, uh, why don't you give uh, Dres three words oh, and a style? Oh, well, here it goes. And you'll find Mercy. Dres has a legit voice here. I'm ready. Ready. Okay. Okay, Elsie. Three words and a style. Okay. My three words are uh, rainbow and chowder and (laughs) particle. (laughs) And I would like a style of um, like Mexican hat dance kind of music. Oh, my God. Rainbow chowder and particle in the style of a Mexican hat dance. This should be a cinch for you, Drez. I used to like you, Elsie. I did. You're I welcome. used to like you. I was okay until particle. <laughs> Come to our restaurant, eat our chowder. It's okay if we have particle board for walls. But let me tell you, our food is so colorful. It's like a rainbow in your mouth. Rainbow in your mouth. I go to that very, restaurant. Very good. Yes, very, you did it. Very good. You did it. You did it. You did. It. I'm glad you knew. I could only do particle board. That's, That's all my mind. And I, I, I marvel that you knew what a Mexican hat dance would sound like. I would have been lost on that one. All right. I feel I feel a little racist, so I hope all my friends, all my Latinx friends, kind of forgive me. But it was comedy under the guise of comedy. Please forgive me. All right, we turn to our resident recording artist, Mercy Bell, for the next one. And uh, oh, I'll God. go ahead and okay. give you three words just, just out of the Let's process of elimination. It'll be me. Uh, okay. Look at her. She's ready. She's holding on. I can see her guns flexing. I'm ready. All right, Mercy. I'm ready. Um, how, yes. how about calamari, dolphin, because we're going, I guess I'll go to seafood, and, um, and uh, uh, skill saw. So, and what was the last one? Skill saw. So, uh, skillsaw. Yeah, skillsaw. Skill so okay. you got a, a calamari, dolphin, and skillsaw. All right. In the style, uh, let's do hip hop. All right. All right. Let's see here. All right. Uh, it's, it's Wait, no, a... not hip hop. You know why? Because with hip hop, we don't get to hear your beautiful voice. Oh, it's thank not you. fair. So it's true. I, girls, I, girls I, got I, some I, pipes. I reserve the right to, to uh, not to put you on the spot, but let's, let's make use of uh, the great instrument okay. we have here. How about in the style? of a Rodgers and Hammerstein style musical. Okay. All right. We got it. Um, All right. So. All right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, (laughs) Okay. Here we go. Here we go. It's like, this is the song about a lesbian date in 1942. (laughs) You're going to go down the road, watch the dolphins swim, and then get calamari for two. And then you're going to take me back to my baby's house and watch you saw with a skill saw. And then you're going to go wrap your arms around me and watch my heart thaw. Oh, Okay, that's, yes. The yes. only skill in that was the skill that was done with. Well done, Mercy. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, Thanks fair- for the, the perfect lesbian date uh, adjectives and ideas. I, know, yeah, I love yeah, how it ended it with, like, you know, some uh, some construction work at the end there, right? Sounds about right. <laughs> right, yeah. right? All right. Uh, fair is fair. I'll, oh I'll, uh, I'll round it out here. Drez, I think you're the one uh, that hasn't given the clues yet. I feel I have some danger coming. So what are my three words and my style? Oh, please, oh, please let me know what the style is. are iguana. Iguana. Donkey. And menthol. <laughs> and the style is Broadway show tune. Oh, Woo! okay, I can handle <clears throat> My iguana doesn't love me anymore. <laughs> but my donkey <laughs> thinks that I'm a boy. <laughs> The only thing that brings me solace is the 
cigarettes that I swallows. <laughs> but I prefer the ones with menthol. They're the best ones out there of all. Because my donkey and iguana suck. But I'm but I'm. Thank you very much. All right. that, that, is, was... that is the it for Mishmash Mix. Well played. Bye. That takes the cake. I oh. think it might be my favorite. That's my favorite. Game ever. Yeah. Okay, good. It just won. Awesome. Yes. Thank you so much. All right. That is it for that. <laughs> Quick break, and we'll be back with all Mercy Bell all the time. Yeah. All the time. Rate this after that. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Funny People Talking and Elsie at Elsie the Producer. And please, for the love of all that is holy, subscribe to the show and leave us a damn review and a really, really good rating on iTunes. Pretty please? Thank you. Mercy... Yes. Mercy, Mercy Bell. Okay, first, before we get into any actual factoids and info about y'all, you're wearing a very interesting shirt there, a little tank top yes. that defy, disrupt, dismantle. In beautiful, bright pink on black. I know. Yes. So tell us the meaning of that for you. It's a Planned Parenthood shirt, actually, and they do great work. I mean, offering very cheap health services to people with vaginas. Yeah. I've heard of those so, people. That's yeah. Yes. You know, I know that there's a lot of controversy around them because people automatically think about abortion, but they also provide really important testing, like STD testing, just like OBGYN checkups, like prenatal yeah. type stuff you know it's really important so and fa family planning yes. and counseling planning. to help yes yeah exactly. there's a lot yes. of heart behind the science there as well yeah so a wide exactly. spectrum of here, vagina here. work basically absolutely so if you're a person with a vagina a then... wide speculum of yes elsie <laughs> oh, oh, oh. with the win <laughs> nice job that wins. You win. <laughs> I think that's the donkey from Mark's song. That's what that wins. There you go. Oh, uh, very good, so Elsie. Okay, uh, thank you for that. All right, Mercy. Um, so, as one Google's Mercy Bell, one is going to find that you are seen, as you mentioned earlier, as a folk singer or country singer or both, but also that you are Filipino mm -hmm. and that you are queer, that mm -hmm. you're gay. And mm -hmm. um, I only bring that up because that has. That seems to be part of the, uh, if you will, the Mercy Bell Marquee. Like, yeah. okay, my music is awesome, and I know what I'm doing, and I have something to offer, but this is also a piece of the flavor of who I am, Yeah. Uh, particularly given that you're in the folk scene, and mm -hmm. there aren't a lot of Filipino queer folk no. singers out there, <laughs> at least in America. So um, Wait, let me Google. There could be several hundred. So, so the, the, the question I like to start with is a variance on one I often start with. And that is, mm -hmm. it comes to the basic question of who are you? Meaning, you know, there's all these different ways of looking at you. I know you are all of them. You're Filipino, you're gay, you're, you're, uh, you're a singer, you're a performer, you're a writer, et cetera, et cetera. But if you boil it all down, other than the fact that you're, you're mercy. Yeah. How would you boil yourself down if you had to like, you get introduced into another dimension of the universe and they say, okay, Mercy Bell, what are you? Yeah. Can you boil down your sense of your own self-essence? I really do think that I am American in like the most controversial way you possibly can be. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I grew up on in California. I grew up in New England. I've lived in New York City. I've lived in the South my family heritage is a mixture of, you know, people that came over here and probably did some really problematic stuff by like, you know, kicking indigenous off their land and had slaves. And I also am part Filipino. I'm part brown. Like my ancestors were also killed by Americans in the Filipino-American War and like Spanish-American War. And 
my family is so mixed and has been here and involved in the American story for in so many ways. It's really what like I am, you know, and as a Filipino American, it's like the queer stories of this country are just now being told the, you know, the stories of people of color are just now being told, you know, and honestly, it's just like the more, I think about it. I really vibe with people like, like stories of the old folk singers, like Woody Guthrie and Peter Paul and Mary and things like who were troubadours who were telling this like American story, but it just, I happen to be kind of a new flavor of it. Does that make sense? It does. And if I could just do a quick follow-up without monopolizing all the question Mm -hmm. asking here, Drez and Elsie is, uh, yeah, I only have one question. Okay. And I don't mean this as a challenge, Mercy. I'm really interested in how you look at this. You know, there might be those for someone such as you, meaning that, that that might say, why is it that you need to speak about the fact that you're Filipino or queer or whatever? Mm-hmm. Why is it not just about the music? And on the other hand, you might say, but that is who I am. And I'm saying who I am. And that's part of my identity. And And frankly speaking, you know, it's hard to get heard as a as a creative person. And, you know, if I can just speak about who I am, you know, that helps me get heard, then my my music and my identity can be heard. So there's Mm -hmm. kind of those two different sort of uh, poles, if you Mm -hmm. will, opposite poles of ways of looking at it. So Mm -hmm. how, how do you, how do you feel about that? Um, it's, I've my whole life. Cause if you look at me, like people automatically think I'm not white. So people see okay. me and they're like, Oh, you're either middle Eastern or Latino or they never ever thinks that I'm Asian. And it's exhausting ever since I was a kid, it's exhausting to constantly explain myself. So at the minute that I could come out of a closet of any sort and be like, I'm Filipino. So you don't even have to ask, you just have to accept it. And I'm queer so that they're not people I'm not filtering through these it's really exhausting to like walk into a room and have people be like, where's your boyfriend? And be like, well, I have a girlfriend mm-hmm. and it's just easy, you know, white heteronormative people walk in and people automatically assume that they're straight and white. And it's like, I am after 35 years of explaining myself, I'm like, screw this. I'm just going to say it out loud automatically. And I do that in my normal life. It also filters out assholes. Um, I know, listen, I don't have to go, I don't have to go to a show and worry that I have racist homophobes in the audience because they already know that I'm brown and gay. And so they know that that's, and it's like, I people ask me that all the time. They're like, do you have a hard time with like racists and homophobes in your audience? I was like, they know walking in, this is who I am. So they won't come to my damn show. Mm -hmm. It's a fact. What, a, and it's, what an amazing yeah. answer. No, yeah. it's how I've always yeah, been. Reality. If I just say who I am from day one, I don't have to come out of a closet. You've already rejected me. You already know. If you don't like me, then you're not going to be talking to me because I'm already saying it. So it's like, and I did this before I started making music. I was just like, I'm. this is who I am. And if you don't want to be my friend, then don't fucking be my friend. Right. <laughs> sorry for cursing. Jesus. Uh, that's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry so, for cursing. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Yeah. No, but like, I just, that's it. And so when I started making music, my whole philosophy with music is like, I am not going to neuter or like water myself down as a musician. You're going to get the exact same person musically as you get from hanging out with me and being my friend. So it's like, I walk into a room and I make a new friend and you know that I'm a person of color and also bisexual, pansexual, gay, queer, whatever you want to call me. So why not do that with my music too? I think that there's like, being a musician to me is just a natural extension of my actual personality. It's not like a separate entity. So, and then I don't have assholes. I don't have asshole fans. Like they're cool. I can say something, I can talk about Planned Parenthood and nobody's going to come and write me a hate letter about it so <laughs> and a, a lot of a lot of my and if they do i ignore them and it's like like i just do that i ignore people who are saying hateful things and then they don't like me and they just delete me and i don't care i have found a lot of my peers who are more progressive or you know open-minded in the industry and they're white and straight and they're afraid to say things. I get it. They're afraid to lose fans. And I'm like, I just want to lose those fans from the get go. 
period. So weed out the assholes. Yeah. I don't, I can walk into any show in the middle of nowhere and I don't have to worry about it. I did this on tour recently. Like I was in the middle of the like Trump country playing a show and I was like, I'm safe because these people already know that I am the enemy. <laughs> oh no. Like, yeah. yeah, they do. Like that's it. Like they know what you're so I it's my own security, basically. So that's the number one reason I do it. And also it helps find people who are other like me. They can Google it and find me. And that's what I want. So Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's pretty simple. <sighs> So you're definitely on a rising star. Uh, Loving, this. I, Loving I, this. I think there's no question that you are. Um, what What was the first moment, if there has been one, Mercy, that mm-hmm. that you started to feel, wait a minute, maybe this is happening? Like, yeah, I've been a musician. Yeah, I've even recorded stuff. Yes, I played out. But there's a certain point in someone's career when it might actually feel like you're catching you yeah. know, and, and, and you can see the progress and you're getting closer and closer to that dream moment, whatever that is in your head, even if it's not clear. What was the first yeah. moment you said, oh my gosh, maybe it's happening? I had released, I, well, Nashville has been really wonderful to me in that they've always taken my music very seriously here. And like the local radio station, Lightning 100 always supported me and that was great. But when I released my first single from the album. I think it was almost two years ago now. Rolling Stone added me in like their song of the week, which was really helpful. And it was the first moment I was like, oh, I have to take this really seriously. Because I'd been taking it eh seriously. But when I released that single, I realized, oh, people are watching and I need to actually buckle down and finish this album. Like it had been an album I was making, but I wasn't, you know... Basically, let's put it this way. I switched into making, I switched to working two jobs to fund that album after the Rolling Stone article came out, the first one. And then I, I was like, I have to finish this. I can't just yeah. kick it down the road anymore. So that was the moment that was a huge, like, kid, you got to take this seriously. You can't just do this as like a garage thing anymore. It makes me, so. it makes me think, have you ever seen the movie uh, Man on the Moon about Andy Kaufman? There, no, it's, a, it's a wonderful film if you've never seen it, in my opinion. I think it's really well acted and interesting. But there's a scene in it in which his agent, played by Danny DeVito, tells him that if he doesn't take the sitcom gig, something like this will never, ever, ever happen again. So you understand mm-hmm. that if you pass, this is it. This is the one shot the universe just gave you. And then yeah. he ends up taking it, but screwing with it. So, so <laughs> did this feel like you recognized the universe via Rolling Stone was, yeah. was saying, here you go. Here's your shot. Don't fuck it up. Yep. It, that's exactly what it was. And I, I was not like, I was kind of taking music like half seriously the way a lot of people in Nashville do. It's like, Oh yeah, I'm a musician. But that was the moment where I was like, I am going to work two jobs for two years and do this seriously. I treat it kind of like getting a PhD or something. I don't know, but I did. And that was the moment I was like, I can throw this away or I can buckle down and do something. So I buckled down. Hey, if you're going to get a, if you're going to get some third party feedback to endorse what you're doing and give you that encouragement, why not let it be Rolling Stone? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And what was that? What was the first single? What was the one that they? It's called Home and it's the first track on the album actually. So, but we were doing it kind of a a way a lot of people do things now is like they'll do a couple singles from the album and then add more. And so we were doing that, but I was still like, am I going to finish this album or not? And then that was the moment where I was like, I'm finishing this damn album. So it was, how did you feel about that song being the one that got attention? Meaning obviously you were happy that any song got attention, but you know, I could understand if you were like, Oh my God, that was like a throwaway song. Like this is the one I wanted to be my identity. Did, did that choice match for you to where you were aiming? We only had released two songs at that point. We'd only finished two songs. So it was, I was really grateful. I was like, I hope that they like one of these. <laughs> so, but that was a great, I was really proud of that song. And Fantastic. we, yeah, it was awesome. You know, it's it interesting. Awesome Charlie moment. Bird Parker, he had told one of his mentees, Maynard Ferguson, who's famous 
picture the trumpets playing in the Rocky. And I asked, I was interviewing Maynard Ferguson when I was a journalist. And I said, you know, you got to play that now for the rest of your life. How do you feel about it? And he said, well, Charlie Bird Parker gave me advice many years ago that was, you better love every song you record because God will play a trick on you if you don't and make that your hit. (laughs) So, But we all could think of something worse, right? Than to play music for the rest of our lives, even if it's our our favorites, but that's yeah. great that you're proud of it. Before we ask you to just indulge us in, you know, playing a song for us, which would be amazing. It is funny. People talking is the name of the show. We talk about humor and, you know, you're obviously a very funny person. There's a funny bone in you. It's very clear, <laughs> but how do you see that intersecting with either your music and, or the, the way that you perform in front of live audience? How do you think about that? Is that even a conscious thing you try to make sure to weave in? Does it naturally come out of you? It seems to me that folk and country often lends itself to humor more than many other musical forms, actually. I guess my sense of humor generally is more of like the, yo, I'm really awkward, just deal with it type of situation. But the content of my songs tends to revolve around struggling with depression and anxiety and grief and and addiction and things like that. And it's like to just saddle people with that without some kind of like levity is mean. It's very mean. And also, if you kind of throw in like a smirk and a shrug and like a wink along with this like, yeah, I've been depressed for a week, but then like, hey, let's go do this. <laughs> yeah, like it's people people are like, I get that. I like that, you know? Yeah. So, I think it's one reason I love folk music, country music, pop music, Broadway too. It's just like it's kind of like it's here's some misery with a wink. That's how I feel about it. So oh, misery it, with a wink. What a great song title, by yeah, the way. Yeah, right. Exactly. So I try to like kind of keep some levity in things. I think Tom Waits said it best. He says, I love uh, something along the lines of like, I love beautiful melodies telling me terrible things. So, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, maybe we've uh, talked about music enough and maybe you'll indulge us with a, with a quick ditty. Which right. one are you going to play for us? Let's see. I think I'm going to do all good cowboys. Oh, I love that one. Oh, yeah. Great. We're going to do that one. Right. Yay. Take it down, put it in a jar with butterflies, fill it up with some formaldehyde, you won't see it here again. You say take it slow, it's a mood and it will come and go, but the joints I needed didn't grow. I'm 
Yeah. Amazing, 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 amazing. I love Thank it. You guys. What a pretty, pretty oh. voice you have, Mercy. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. What a great yes. way to finish out a fun, yeah. touching, interesting, important episode. And um, thank you for uh, thank you for waiting for me. I my, I've been recently been taken off of Adderall after being on it for many years, and I've become a space cadet. So. I was literally standing in my kitchen being like, what am I forgetting? And I was like, ah, thank God for notifications. No, no worries. I'm glad you're here with yeah. us. We loved every second with you. Follow Mercy at Mercy yep. Bell on social. And you can check out, is it mercybell.com? You can yep, go that's to you. It. And of course, on Bandcamp and everywhere else. And I, you know, Apple Music and everywhere you find music. Go check her out. It's well worth the journey. The great and powerful Mercy Bell. I guess you're great. <laughs> And powerful too so i think that's a great and powerful dresden great and powerful mercy about you're all great and powerful i'll see too <laughs> we wish you well you have a very very exciting incredible path ahead and i know i'll be following every inch of it oh thank yeah so as much. will i this was a blast thank you so thank much. you so so much all right well, uh, best of luck, Mercy Bell. Uh, that's it for this great episode of Funny People Talking. Thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate it. For Dresden Engel. Ciao, ciao. And Elsie. Thanks so much. I'm Mark Rako. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye. And we'll see Bye. you on the floor. Bye. Stay funny. That's it? That's the end of the show? Boy, oh, boy, what a crock. This was Funny People Talking. No portion of the content may be reproduced or published without the strict written permission of the producers. Connect with our show at Funny People Talking or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. I'm your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for listening. Listening.